BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 189. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship topics because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on YouTube and on Instagram. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're doing well. I am enjoying this Monday. It was a pretty busy Monday. I had a lot, a couple of calls this morning and I just came back from Vegan Soul Fest in Baltimore yesterday. I was out there doing a cooking demo, y'all. It felt so amazing to do my first cooking demo in about three years. It's probably been a little over three years and just getting back out there just feels amazing. And I'm just looking forward to doing more of those type of things going forward now that the world is... It seems like the world is completely open back up and it's just it just felt good to connect with all the folks that were at, that came to Vegan Soul Fest in Baltimore. And on the show today, I have Jay and we had a great conversation. Jay is a lot of fun. We talked about, of course, his vegan journey. We talked about how he grew up eating, his love of cooking, how he was able to transition to a vegan lifestyle, how he's able to also be the type of vegan that is very social. That's what I love about his his brand and his Instagram. He is always out enjoying his life. You know, they, sometimes people feel like when they decide to go vegan that there's not going to be any fun. You don't have any food to eat. You can't be social. And Jay shares tips on not only how to be a social vegan, but also how to be comfortable in the kitchen. Because I know that's a concern for a lot of people as well, especially if you decide to start this lifestyle and you're not much of a cook now. We also talk about how he's able to create quality content for Instagram. I love his page and I know that you'll enjoy it too. Make sure you follow Jay on Instagram. His page is JTMCP underscore underscore. I'll make sure that I link it on the show notes for this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 189 as well. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. So what made me decide to go vegan? So the short story is Beyonce. 
everyone, every time I say that, people like roll their eyes at me. But the long version of that was at the time, I was already actively like in the gym um, and really trying to just hit goals. And Homecoming came out actually that I was, I would say like two months after I was like in the gym and it was just very inspiring to see all the things that she was going through. She literally had just got done giving births to two kids, almost died from having those kids and then immediately went into being vegan on top of not having any sugar, any alcohol, any carbs and dedicating herself to eight months in preparation for Coachella. And it really put in perspective that like, I can do anything I put my mind to. Like if she can do it and she went through all of that, what's stopping me? You know, I, I don't have this huge health scare or risk or I don't have this huge Coachella performance, but she did it. So why can't I? So next day, I kid you not, I was vegan. <laughs> I was vegan. Yeah. And I have not looked back and I've enjoyed this journey ever since. So, yeah. Wow. I understand what you're saying as far as people rolling their eyes, because I remember a lot of people in like the vegan community, when they were hearing about it, they were like, oh, God, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right. You know? And I love to hear this story because it doesn't matter who it is. Inspiration is inspiration. Okay. So I love that that worked for you. Yes. That's incredible. I love this. I love hearing this. When you first decided to do it, shout out to Beyonce again. Shout out to Beyonce, Queen B. (laughs) 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 And at first, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking when people first were going in like, oh, you know, she's not vegan. It's not, she's not really vegan and blah, blah, blah. I was just like saying to myself, well, it doesn't matter. But I think maybe I'm biased because I love her. I don't know if. <laughs> no, <laughs> if that you know what? No. Oh, because that is the biggest thing that I get from people is their conception of what dietary needs or what that means and labels. People are really stuck on labels. So it's yeah. like people are like, oh, man, I can never go vegan. And it's like, listen, no one's saying you need to go cold turkey tomorrow, but you can slowly incorporate that in your day to get your feet wet and see what what that's like. You know, like have no meat Monday or something like that. I know a bunch of people that do that. Just experiment. And what kills me the most is every time someone's like, oh, I can never go vegan. The food ain't food ain't good. Don't look good. It's fake meat. Every time I pop up with my plate. Oh, what's that? Oh my God, that looks so good. Mind your business because it's vegan food over here. But, you know, I think that the more pressure that you put on that, the better. Everyone has different needs. Everyone is different. We are not all the same. So if someone can follow a strict vegan diet and that's their calling, right? But the next person that may not be their truth or what they're aspiring to be, and we shouldn't bash people for that. They're doing what works for them and they're taking steps to, if it is to improve their health or just incorporate different variations of what dieting looks like to them. Congratulations. I Mm. think we are in a a time where everybody is so quick to judge and that is just, you know, we could go in deeper on that. Me being black, me being gay, like I, I live in judgment and now adding veganism to that i just really am in a place where who are you or where's anyone to judge someone else for what they have going on you don't know their story you don't know where they came from or how they even landed here so let them embark on this journey whatever that may look like for them and let them be happy so yeah that's my viewpoint on that yes absolutely so let's go back speaking of story let's go back how did you eat growing up what did your lifestyle look like then i guess southern good and southern (laughs) 
<laughs> very much. I just remember going to my grandmother's house. Shout out to Miss Dorothy, Miss Dot, rest in peace. She always would have breakfast for me in the morning, eggs with the grits and the cheese with the, it was called Koneka sausage and the toast with the butter. And, you know, she spoiled her grandbaby. And then even, you know, Thanksgiving, it was macaroni and cheese, stuffing, turkey, the yam, the, all this. It, it was very Southern. So, yes, that's that's how mm. I, I grew up for sure. <laughs> So have you always been someone who cooks a lot? Because I know you love cooking on Instagram. So I love cooking on Instagram. <laughs> what about growing up though? And like as a teenager, young adult, did you cook then or I did, I did. And that was the the biggest shift I, I would say for me is like I knew how to cook non-vegan food, like breakfast. I love cooking breakfast, pancakes, and then lunch. There was this one chef that I followed. She's not a, a vegan chef, but she did inspire me in that time to like try new recipes because her food was so good. Her name was Chef Arisha, and her food looked oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, and I would literally follow her recipes. I remember there was this one time I made like some Asian sesame crispy chicken wings that were in the oven and they weren't fried, but they sounded like they were like just through the season. Yeah, it was, you know, real crispy. And I was like, oh, my God, like I was really infatuated by that. And then my mom, you know, she always cooked for me. And that was something that she took pride in. So I was always around cooking for sure. And, you know, when I made that switch to vegan, it was like it's a completely different cooking experience um, what I knew before. So I definitely had to go through a learning period and a humble period. So That is so true. Yeah. Like, especially if a lot of times when people decide to become vegan, they're already not cooking. So the right. they have to do it completely different can be a little, you know, a little overwhelming, a little daunting. Yeah. So do you have any tips for people who are just getting started and they're not that they don't move around too much on the kitchen Reverse. and they just need to know how to In get the, the food going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my journey is a little different than everyone else. You know, when I first started vegan cooking, I collaborated with Home Chef and we really worked together. And the basis of the show when I first started was them teaching me how to cook. And, you know, I, I took those few little things that I learned from that right before COVID hit. And, you know, we couldn't record in the same space anymore. And that time was on like freeze. You really, if it's something that you really want to do, Google is free, right? That's my biggest thing. And I constantly, believe it or not, I look at YouTube videos and there's this specific brand of videos that they have a, what do they have? They have an amateur cook, a home chef, and a chef right and they all cook thing they cook one item but they all cook it so differently and you can really see like take small things from them and like oh dang i didn't even know you could probably cook that and then just incorporate it being vegan like the, what they're cooking is not vegan but you know if they're cooking a vegetable a certain way or cooking a pasta a certain way like pasta vegan, right so it's like oh, mm-hmm. oh dang i didn't even know i could probably i needed to do that specific thing when cooking that so i'm always in a space of of just learning and taking the time to learn from others and i've even been on Instagram and on reels and watching how other people cook things as well. And it's really just knowing once you get the, the key things down, you, you build on that and experiment with, with more things, but you just definitely have to be open to just learning from everywhere. YouTube is great. I'm a big visual person. So videos are, I'm quick to say how to 
cook mushrooms because that that was a okay. long time. It took me so long to cook mushrooms, like how I wanted to cook it because they have so much water in them. And so when I would mm-hmm. cook that, I didn't know that at the time. So I was cooking, there was just so much water. I was like, this is not good. And I literally looked it up and like watched this video. And this guy it was like 15 minutes of him cooking portobello mushrooms. And yeah, he was like, they hold a lot of water. So you just have to cook it on a higher heat. So it can evaporate that water and then you'll get to a point where you're able to start cooking the mushroom. And so I took that and I was like, wow, he was right. So, yeah. Yeah, And also you can't over, you can't crowd the pan too. When you cook mushrooms, you cannot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, you got to tell me what YouTube channel was that? That, that sounds interesting. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. 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 It's it's literally just, I, I believe it's just called like amateur cook on YouTube. Yeah. If you type like amateur cook and home cook and it'll, it'll come up for sure. Okay, I'm going to have to put that in the show notes because I know I'm not the only one interested in that. You know, the YouTube channel, though, is called Epicurious. 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 Got it. Yeah. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so what are some of your favorite meals these days? Like, what are you noticing that you're eating a lot of? Oh my God. I've been tearing up mushrooms, girl. I cannot stop. I know I just talked about that. But I a couple of days ago I made a portobello mushroom burger. And that was my first time doing that. And I, I love making everything from scratch, like my sauces from scratch. I made my pickles from scratch. That was the, the first time I did that. And that was really good. Toasted my buns, shibana buns. And I had butter with some uh, vegan butter, of course, and garlic with some thyme on top. Toasted that, made it good and crispy. Mm. So yeah, I've just been playing with making mushrooms in different ways. And I made like fajita mushrooms. I love Mexican food. Like that's really like my top tier go-to meal for sure. Even today I'm eating this mango salsa, white rice, black beans. I got some fajita peppers in there and some lettuce. And I made my own little chipotle bowl. So Mexican food is so versatile and you can make it however you want and then still get your key nutrients. So that's what I like about it. Now, look, it's so funny. When I watch you on stories, you be walking around with your bag of, like, groceries. Oh, <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. Look at the gym with, like, random things in your bag. I'm like, what? what that, one day, I think you had the cornstarch, I think. And I was like, I what? <laughs> what is happening? And then you came back. He was like, okay, everybody asked. Because our show was about to type it. Like, Jay, what is happening here? <laughs> you yes. always put it up. <laughs> yes, I was popping up on my friend, and I was making the vegan po' boy. And I was like, well, I'm at work today. I'm going to go to their house after. And it's like, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's my life motto. I love it. I love it. That's my dad. He always said that to me too (laughs) growing up. So I love Mm -hmm. that. Look, okay. So you have to say, I love how I feel like you're such a social vegan, which is so important. Like you say, you were popping up on your friend. You want to cook some food for your friend. I love that you that you talk about this because a lot of times people feel like once they decide to become vegan, they're going to lose out on a lot of that, the fun, the social things mm-hmm. because of it. So how did you make sure that that was still, you were still enjoying yourself, but you also, you know, get to eat too? Because who wants to just be there just drinking cocktails because there's no food for us? Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, that I would say that is one of the hardest things I even encounter to this day. And this is like my fourth year being vegan. For me, it's, I'm always going to be good. And that's how I look at that, right? So if my friend's like, hey, I want to go to this restaurant or hey, oh man, they don't have vegan options. Like we can go somewhere else. No, that's okay. I really like this space. What I can do is make sure I eat before, right? Or I can check the menu to see if there's something that I can actually alter, right? It's it's really knowing the things that you like and can get, you know, your satisfaction from, 
and have that not prohibit you from going out to, to places. I'm more of an experienced person. So I, I love the decor of, of, of restaurants. There was this cool restaurant in Atlanta that I went to called Atrium. And the vegan options were not wide whatsoever. I think I ended up having butter, butternut squash soup. But you know what? I was like, this is some really good soup. And now it encouraged me to go make my own butternut squash soup. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if I completely closed the door to experiencing something because they didn't have the type of vegan food that I wanted, then I'm limiting myself to just enjoying time with my friends. And I I do believe that food is a love language. It's communion. It brings people together. And I don't want to strip myself of that just because of my dietary restrictions. So it's like, if I have to eat before I go somewhere, I'll do that. If I got to bring a snack before I go somewhere, I'll do that. If I have to look up the menu to make sure I can alter things how I can to get it needed to to be happy, I'll do that. But it's definitely taking the time to do that and and sacrifice, you know, the the dedication to do that with your friends. I think it's really important. So yeah, I'm all about my friends be like, oh man, they don't have vegan food. Like we don't have to go here because I'm like, yo, it's okay. It's not about me. You know, like it's, I want to enjoy you. That's why I'm here and I'll make whatever I need to do work before I get there. So yeah, that's how I do it. (laughs) I love this so much. This is a good, good mindset. I mean, because the thing is, okay, yes, food is so important, right? Food is so much of a part of who we are and how we live. And so when you feel like you're left out, it does suck. But at the same time, like you said, you eat before you go. And, I, and a lot of times I eat after because I'm there so long. <laughs> eat Hello, after. Hello, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> bring, like you said, bring snacks. And then I love how it's so, when you talked about the menu, because there's so many ways to customize a menu. You just have to think about what they have in the kitchen and how you can get them to make adjustments for you. So I love, love, love how you shared that. And it's just one meal. I mean, you can go home and enjoy everything and do what you're supposed to do afterwards. Just that one meal. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I look yeah. at it. So I love this. 100%. Yes. 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 So let's see. What I feel like you're in Atlanta, right? Are you in Atlanta? H. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. ATL, baby. Well, I don't know why I thought you were in New York. I think I told you that before. I was like, I don't know why I thought you were in New York. Maybe because you travel. You travel there and things. I do travel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just in New York last month. <laughs> okay. That's what I was like. I thought you lived in New York. So I feel like y'all have a pretty good vegan scene. How do you feel about it? I know your oh, friends aren't vegan, and when you hang out with them. It's the fun and yeah. it's not vegan, but what about the overall vegan thing? Yeah, one thing about me, my friends know, and one thing about it, vegans make some noise, okay? So <laughs> I'm going to bring, and that's what I really love about my friends. They're so supportive. I'm getting emotional now thinking about it. Like, my friends are not vegan, but, you know, anytime I start recording a video, I'm like, vegans make some noise. You already know what it is. It's your boy, Jay, and today we eat that, 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 And anytime I link up with my friends, they'd be like, vegans make some noise. I'm like, exactly. Now let's go to this vegan restaurant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but before I moved to Atlanta, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. And no shade to Jacksonville, you know, that is that is where I grew up. The vegan options aren't there. And I really felt like it was, Jacksonville has always been, in my mind, since I've been there, a growing city. And I'm just like, when when y'all going to be grown, right? Like you keep growing, growing and growing. And when are we going to actually be like a large city? But, you know, when I was there, there was this bomb restaurant. Shout out to Curvigan. If you are ever in Jacksonville, Florida, make sure you stop by the Orange Park Mall. They have a food truck there on the go. And that's really where I, I had my first like vegan restaurant food, right? But then it got to a point where I was like, then I want to I want to have more options. Like I want to have breakfast vegan options, and and they didn't. And when I was really just going through a time in my life where I just had to reevaluate my job, my career, my living situation, my happiness, my worth, I really had to think about like 
I like creating content and me living here is actually prohibiting me creating content because there's not that many places for me to go. Like I love Kervegan down, but I can't make a video every week going there. You know what I'm saying? So I coming to Atlanta, it is such a different experience. And first of all, Atlanta has so many restaurants, period. You'll never, yeah. ever hit every single place that exists here. It's just not realistic. But I have at least 25 different vegan restaurants that I can go to here. And wow. it's 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 invigorating. And it's so exciting because it shows me what I can do with food. I get to, it has opened up my palate to understand what vegan food can be. I think at first, you know, when I first became vegan and I had my first like vegan hamburger, which was like, you know, beyond or impossible. I was mind blown. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so good. This is crazy. And then like coming here, I'm going to go ahead and shout out a couple of restaurants in a second, but cafe sunflower, they're a full vegan restaurant. They have desserts, entrees, brunch, dinner, and it is so good. They have these blueberry pancakes. When I tell you these are the best, pancakes i have ever had in my life right but it just goes to show i think i've been there uh, listen yeah (laughs) if you you haven't go back if you have you already know what's going on but the food (laughs) for breakfast now breakfast food as a vegan is very hard to breakfast jay (laughs) oh i love breakfast breakfast is how you start the day baby but they have this bomb tofu scramble they have the vegan sausage going on they have bomb home potato fries and pancakes like cooking pancakes I love pancakes. But anyways, yeah, cooking breakfast food is very hard as a vegan. So going somewhere where I can just like go buy that is is very exciting. But there's plenty mm-hmm. of restaurants here. You know, obviously Study Vegan is, is the pioneer of vegan food in Atlanta and really has changed people's mindset on that. But there are some other like mom and pop shops, vegans that are here. Chelsea's Vegan Bakery, which is really bomb. It's a Jamaican place here that's really good. Just said Cafe Sunflower. The list literally goes on. I can I can I can talk about a lot for a while, but it is so good. There's get kale me crazy. There's a place you know, a little bit past downtown, and they make bomb food as well. So you know, I'm a foodie. I love to eat, and I will drag my friends to go try some food, or I'll go by myself. I don't care. I love me. So <laughs> some some personal time is always good time. But yeah, man, Atlanta, the food here just in general is amazing. But then having so many vegan options to go to on any any day basis is is really exciting for sure so if you've been following me for a while you already know how much i love green juice but sometimes i don't feel like picking up the ingredients or i don't feel like cleaning out my juicer i know y'all can relate so on those days i make sure that i grab ag1 from athletic greens Shout out to them for partnering with me for this episode of the show. With one simple scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics. It's the perfect way to start your day because it has a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, recovery, focus, energy, all of the things that we care about. And instead of taking a million different pills every day or different supplements, you just have everything you need in one simple scoop. 
I know you've been seeing AG1 all over the place. So I want to share with you my personal experience and why you should consider purchasing it yourself. My favorite part is the simplicity. I like that all I have to do is when I wake up in the morning, put my scoop in the shaker, put some cold water in there and some ice too. And I just shake it up for 20 seconds and then I just enjoy it that way. As far as the smell, it actually has a sweet smell to me, kind of tropical. And I will also describe that as the taste too. It's greens though, so it's not going to taste like a cinnamon roll in the morning. However, I feel like it has a pretty decent taste to it. When I drink it, it reminds me of pineapple and papaya. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com brownvegan. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash brownvegan to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As always, I'm going to place the link for this in the show notes as well as the blog post to make it easy for you to click through. You make a really good point. I know you keep talking about the breakfast, but it really is not that easy to just run out and get vegan breakfast. That's yeah. what I, after all these years of being vegan, I feel like, yeah, that is the area where everybody pretty much has something on the menu for lunch and dinner and things like that. But when it comes to breakfast, it is it's a struggle. Quiet. Yeah, it's it quiet. is. Because I don't want to go have breakfast out and have fruit and oatmeal. I can do that at home. <laughs> like, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> I want, I want French toast and everything like everybody else eating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. hungry. <laughs> so yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so exciting. Yeah. So you were talking about when we first started about being black and gay and then adding the vegan to it. So do you feel like you've had some type of, I know your friend circle is amazing, but have mm-hmm. you had any type of pushback about being vegan? And just like anything you want to share about that, because that's an interesting point when you said that you were like, yeah, this is just another thing that's different about. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, give me all the oppression. <laughs> give me all, <laughs> you know all the struggle. <laughs> but, you know, I would say the biggest pushback when I started and honestly, what pushed me to start like making vegan videos is when the holidays came around. This was my first Thanksgiving being vegan and I didn't really know what that would look like. And my mom was really just like, boy, I don't know what to tell you. You got to figure it out because I don't know how to cook vegan food. And this is, you know, something new that you're embarking on and that's your journey and not mine, you know? And I know that was coming from a place of just like, we're not trying new things on Thanksgiving, right? Like my mom has been super supportive. She made some vegan jambalaya for me. Uh, this past holiday and made a separate jambalaya pot for her and everyone else. So I really appreciated that. But I, w- I would say that was one of the, the the biggest things and motivated me to learn how to cook vegan food specifically. So when the holidays come around, I can be a part of those festivities and not feel so left out and feel like I'm just, you know, eating some carrots or something like that. But yeah. Well, I'm glad that, you know what, I think that's normal. I mean, it's normal for for families to be like, okay, Cause listen, I feel like in general, eat vegan or not, you don't use the holidays to experiment. Absolutely <laughs> you just, not. Absolutely you not. Know, you don't bring stuff to the table that you don't usually cook. So I understand why your mom was like, "Listen, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> not I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's thirty days away that we are. We have not prepped nothing. So figure it out. And 
that's exactly what I did. I figured it out. <laughs> figured it out. Yes, yes. I love it. One of the main reasons I wanted you on the show is to talk about creating content because I know that's something that you absolutely love. And I can tell you love it just based on your yeah. Instagram as far as these vegan make some noise. Did you did you edit that? Because I thought it was vegan make some MF and noise. Am I wrong? Uh, it just depends it? on what's in my spirit that day. If it's like, you know what, biggest, <laughs> biggest makes noise, biggest makes motherfucking noise. It's just however I'm feeling in that yeah. moment. So yeah, but basis is vegans make some noise. We global, worldwide. <laughs> I love it because we are. We are out here. Yes. Exactly. So I, what I love about your content is I feel like it's so approachable. You make great food. And I could tell, even though I've never had it, that the flavors are just, uh, just uh, the flavor is yeah, there, which is so yeah. important. So mm-hmm. some of your behind the scenes of creating content, because I always want to know what other content creators are doing because I'm nosy and I feel yeah. like it would be helpful. So I will say, honestly, it has been such a journey for me. You know, I know earlier I stated how I started the basis of this show with a home cook and I had, it literally was a production, to be honest. I had a videographer, I had lights, I had mics, I had the cook, an island, I had Every, it was it was a show, right? And then COVID happened. And then that was on pause. And then there was a moment where I just was like, Jay, how bad do you want to do this, right? Like you were relying on other people to really bring your dream and just like your interests to life. And, you know, if they're not there, what are you going to do, right? And so it was at that moment, I was just like, my whole life, I've always been a creator. You can literally go to the beginning. I don't delete any pictures from my Instagram. You can go from the beginning and you can see that creating has always been a part of my passion. It may have looked differently, but I have always been a creative and I stand 10 toes down in that. But now, you know, once it got to that point, I was like, Jay, what are you going to do? I was like, cool, I'm going to buy this iPad Pro. I'm going to get this lighting situation and I'm at home anyway. So I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I, that's how I started doing my videos there. I started learning how to do it myself. And then Instagram, that's the one thing that social media is always evolving. And you really have to take the time to do your homework and see what the algorithm and what Instagram is going to highlight and showcase more over another. So I was doing IGTV was a thing at the time. So that's what I was uploading to. And then Reels came out, which was a variation of Insta, uh, TikTok. Right. The TikTok was blowing mm-hmm. up and Instagram was like, cool, we need competition. So here's Reels. Boom. And it took mm-hmm. me forever to start Reels. I was like, no, I'm in Final Cut. I'm going to edit my videos. I got mics. I got lights. I got da 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 da. And I just made it this like elaborate situation. And it got to a point where I was like, I wasn't happy with the engagement that I was getting on it, right? I feel like when anyone puts a lot of hard work into something, they obviously want their flowers from that. And I felt like, I was like, dang, I sat here, I did this cool effect and oh man, like it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. And then it got to a point where I was like, and I mean this in the nicest way, like people don't care about that. They just want to see what you're doing, right? So it's like, I'm sitting here putting all this time and effort and like an effect and like changing the filter on the video and color correction and like Yes, that enhances. And yes, like that is a scope of somewhere. But at the end of the day, people for me and my content had to realize they like they like me. (laughs) They like me, you know, so it's like, cool, I need to I I stripped it down a little bit, you know, like my videos do seem like they they may be involved. But, you know, I I stripped it down. I was like, cool, I want to incorporate like people ask me, oh, what do you eat when you're going out? And I, I remember my first reel for food was Chipotle. 
And I was like, this is my, you know, this is my bowl at Chipotle. And I, you know, was playing with that. I made my quick little reel. And I was like, honestly, this is a lot easier and a lot better. So I, I started doing that and, and posting reels more and getting higher engagement with that. And now I've gotten to a point now I have someone help me because it actually is a lot trying to record and cook at the same yeah. time. Because yeah. it's like, I have to make sure the camera's right. The lighting's right. You got this shot. This is in the background. And it, it's, it's it's very stressful. I'm not even going to lie. It is very stressful. But I'm at a point now where I do have help. So I have someone available to like shoot while I'm cooking. So I can just like focus on cooking. And it has made that process a lot easier. But yeah, if I'm going to a restaurant, I'm, I'm editing that. I edit all of my videos on my iPad. And I send it to my phone, upload it to Instagram, and I do my voiceover in the Instagram app, and I do the music in the Instagram app as well. So everything now is, you know, on a, I, I could do everything on Instagram, but honestly, in my personal opinion, the Instagram app is not set up to put creatives to, to be for success because there's a lot of hindrance with quality, in my personal opinion, just experience. But yeah, it's me and this iPhone honey and we on the go on the move and i send the clips to my ipad edit it there and then you know keep it pushing i love this i love it because you're so right as far as like just kind of letting some of that go so that we can actually show up because it's e- it's so easy to get in your head and everything has to be perfect in a certain way oh and i'm gosh. sure you're having way more fun now that you let some of that go and like let me just get the content up people want to connect with me yeah yeah. And it, like, I, like I said, having the time to do that homework and, you know, a lot of people, what I also learned is people think you have to like be posting like constantly every five seconds and, and, and pushing this out and da, 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 da. And there was a moment where I was like, dang, I need to be posting, 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 posting. And it got, I, I, I'm an advocate for breaks from social media. I'm currently on one right now. Like life is very. What are you doing? Yeah, what is Jay doing? You know, life is very chaotic for me right now. I'm supporting my friend. I'm a man of honor, supporting the bride, planning bachelorette parties, traveling. I got my work situation, have life. I'm trying to make sure I'm trying to get my body right and eat right and stuff like that. And that's another thing too. It's like when I eat healthy quote unquote, like vegan people or when people say vegan, they automatically think healthy. Like you could definitely be like an unhealthy vegan. But when I'm eating, you know, for to cleanse my body and to really like make sure I'm in tune, like it's very stripped. I'm giving you rice and beans and lettuce and like mushrooms and rice and like Brussels sprouts and rice. Like it's, it's not that elaborate. So it's like when it comes to creating content, it's like, I already showed someone how to make those Brussels sprouts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I already showed y'all how to make rice and beans. I already showed y'all how I cook my, my mushrooms. So it's like, then I have to, and I'm not eating out as much because I'm trying to cook more. So it's, it's really just this huge balance. But I give myself grace because I still, when I show up, people still show up for me. So I am very appreciative of that with my followers and my engagement and, you know, my homework and in Instagram and likes and stuff like that. Like likes doesn't actually mean engagement. You know, um, I had a couple of viral reels lately and what I what I saw was I had way more views and way more likes, but my my comments, right, weren't the same. And I was like, this doesn't make sense to me, right? Like I, I prefer my 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 people engaging with me in the comments. I prefer that. Like who who are these people? If I have a video and I have thirty-three thousand views on that and I have five hundred likes and then only what eight people commented on that. 
is my content actually hitting that right person, right? Because now you have putting reels with trending audio. So it's like, if someone's just looking at trending audio, they're just trying to see what people are doing for trending audio. So if I'm a fashion person and there's this audio that's trending and I'm like, cool, what other fashion people? And they just happen to stop on my video. They're not wanting to engage with my content because they are fashion. They're not food, right? right. So it's like, yeah. th- they're not going to engage with it more. So it's like, I, the whole trending audio track doesn't really, I don't like that aspect of Instagram right now. I feel like that is, you can literally just put any video to a trending audio and then have it viral. But who's actually watching that? You know what I'm right. saying? I, I Why would are you attracting the right people that you, like you said, it doesn't matter if you're not attracting the people that are interested in your content. So, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I much rather now will, instead of focusing on, okay, how can I, what, what song is trending for me to put, put a video out so that could be viral. That doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. That's not why I make content. I make content to make people feel good. I make people, I make content to make them happy. I make content to show them different ways. I I make content to teach, inspire. That's why I make content, right? So if that, if that means I got to take a break right now, I'm going to do that. If that means I'm going to do an audio track that's technically not trending and then take a hit on views, I'm going to do that because my engagement is going to be much more genuine and pure that way than me sending a, a video via trending track and have you got bots you got like how much of that is actually real right, right. and Absolutely. yeah i i want real because i'm real and my content is real and i do this for real reasons so yes. yeah that's my thought process behind that so. i love this so much i feel the same way about the trending audio like i know that people always say that that i hope you and like you said yeah you'll get the views but I got to play the music that I love and I think that would help other people and music that people, other people know. Yeah. It like goes with the video. I just want to have fun. And I was just just telling somebody that yesterday. I just want to have fun. (laughs) Yeah. And you really have to know your market. Like my market is black people. That's who I want my, my videos to reach. So if I'm sitting here putting this electronic trending audio, it's not going to hit, it's not going to reach my people how I need it to reach my people. So it's like, I'm going to stick with the things that I know that, Listen, I, I put a Trillville audio. You know what it is. Oh, oh what's up? Like, that's I, that's my culture. That's what I grew up on. That's what I know. And so that's what I would just much rather stick to when it comes to me creating my content. But, you know, it's like I said, people ask me all the, all the time. Like, you know, they, they pick my brain because I, I do do a lot of research on this stuff. And it, it sometimes can be disheartening, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I just, yeah, everyone asks me, like, what's your end goal? Like, what are you trying to do? And it's like, you know, I, right now, what I know is like, I just like creating content. So I'm going to do that. Whatever opportunities that brings me, I'm open. My arms are open. My heart is open. I'm receiving. But if, when you enter something to get something out of it, right? Like, let's say I want to be a rapper and my goal is to rap because it's going to get me a lot of money. That doesn't, your, your, pa- what is your passion? You're passionate about the money. You're not passionate about the rap. So it's like, I'm passionate about creating content. So I'm just going to keep creating content and whatever sticks and whatever hits, obviously I have a plan, but whatever comes my way along that process, that's for me. So I'm going to take it. And I love it. I feel like that's the best way to end this episode. I love that. Thank you so much for being on here. Of course. Let us Happy know. to be here. Yes, Jay, let us know how we can connect with you on Instagram. And yes. I know you're on a break, but by the time this episode comes out, you'll probably be off your break. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yeah, Vegas makes some noise. You already know what it is. It is your boy, Jay. 
Make sure you stop by Instagram. It is JTMCP underscore underscore. I'm your favorite friendly, fashionable vegan. I'm giving you clothes. I'm dressing down. I'm cooking down. I'm giving you experience. I'm showing you restaurants. I'm traveling. I'm giving you everything. I'm 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 uh, multifaceted, multi talented with it. So I hope you guys check it out and you you enjoy it as much as I like creating. And thank y'all so much for listening to the stuff I have to say. <laughs> yes, a lot of fun. You are such a lot of fun. And I really appreciate you being on here. We'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you next week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.